Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for Mind Your Business. Now, you might think a decade or two of business being in Singapore is considered long. Our next guest, a guest, has just celebrated their 40th anniversary milestone here. Yep, not only that, Johnson Controls, the company that we're talking about. Here in Singapore, they serve as the regional hub in Asia Pacific with three offices and over 800 employees here, focusing on making the future more productive and sustainable through intelligent and smart buildings, Johnson Controls today has a suite of smart building management products and solutions installed in over 40% of commercial buildings within the country. So what's next after 40 years here in Singapore? On the line with me is Anu Ratninde, who is the President Asia Pacific for Johnson Controls. Good morning, Anu. How are you? Good morning, Elliot. Good to be with you. Hey, you guys are fantastic. A world leader in smart buildings, creating safe, healthy, and most importantly, sustainable spaces. Tell us a little bit about your history here in Singapore. 40 years is a long time. Uh, it, it is, Elliot. Uh, before that, let, let, me, let me give a brief introduction. Johnson Controls. Johnson Controls is a 140-year-old company founded by Professor Warren Johnson when, when he was teaching in his class, he, he had wanted to adjust the room temperature, so he, he invented thermostat. So that's the history of Johnson Controls. And we have been in building technologies for that long, and, and we have been always about building technologies, making buildings healthier, smarter, and more sustainable. So we came to Singapore 40 years ago, and, and we have been very established in Singapore, and, and as, as a regional hub, like you mentioned, 40% of commercial buildings uh, we have our production solutions in it. And, and with, with Singapore, with the green plan and, and, and the rapid growth that we're having, it just gives more opportunities for us. We have partnered with, with, with great uh, uh, co- companies uh, uh, and institutes like National University of Singapore, Land Transport Authority, Standard Charter Bank. You can name any, and we, we've been partnered with them and, and really being part of that sustainable development of Singapore. And it helps that you guys have committed to achieve net zero emissions by 2040. Tell us a little bit about the plan here. It helps that you guys are a world leader in smart buildings because that's one way of getting more sustainable. No, absolutely, Elliot. I think if you look at today, I think that there are some, some fundamentals not very well understood by many. Mm. And, and 40% of carbon emissions are coming from the buildings. Yes. So when everyone talking about decarbonization and net zero, there is no decarbonizing the world and future without decarbonizing the buildings. Mm. So we are in building space. And, and I, think, I think our commitment, I mean, we, we are committed to make Johnson Controls net zero by 2040, which is 10 years ahead of the Paris Agreement. And it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a very science-based uh, uh, analysis and, and a commitment that we're making and, and how we make our operational emissions uh, uh, lower and, and, and how, how we make sure, even in our supply chain, you know, in our value chain, how we do it and, and, and we've committed on that. Mm. I mean, essentially, 
information is power and we are in a time where data is one of the most precious commodities. You guys, of course, working with the National Sustainability Agenda on this. What are some of the focuses when it comes to the built environment ecosystem that you guys look at to achieve this goal? I I think if you look at, uh, I mean, the the earlier statistics of 40% of carbon emissions coming from buildings. And and if you look at uh, uh, building environment today, uh, it, it's all about you. You need to consume low power because mm. the moment you increase, the moment you consume more power, and it's somewhere there's carbon emissions are coming. So that means you need very high efficient products. Whether it is your air conditioner, whether it is your it's your other controls and, and a fire security. So you need a high efficient products. Mm. So, but high efficiency doesn't solve the problem completely. So then you need to have digital platforms. So imagine that you get about 30, 40% energy efficiency with high efficiency products, but then you connect all those platforms, all those uh, systems with a digital platform. And we call it Open Blue. And, and when you connect these digital platforms, with that, you have data. When you have data, and you can use artificial intelligence, machine learning, Quite frankly, create autonomous buildings. I mean, just imagine that building deciding itself how to t- turn on and turn off and control the loading on the equipment depending on the usage, depending on, on, on the pattern. So that's how we solve this problem. So high energy efficient products and technologies, digital platforms on top of that, and then you can also add the renewable component. And that's the path to net zero in buildings. I think it's fantastic. I mean, I wish my entire home was a smart home that could help me even save money on electricity. But I think the bigger push has to be helping more businesses achieve their net zero ambitions. You guys have been appointed as the Skills Future Queen Bee for the built environment facilities management sector this year. This must go a long way in helping SMEs. Absolutely. Because this net zero sustainability, I mean, this is no longer... A, 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 a game or sport mm. that one company can do it or, or government alone can do it. It has to be the ecosystem. Yeah. So, so you, I think the collaboration is, has never been more important than the moment we live now. So we, we truly understand that. That's why we partnered with the Skills Future Queen Bee Program, where Johnson Controls is educating and a training the small, medium enterprise says in this digital transformation journey. So we, we have we have a great relationship with this skill future program in Singapore, and then we created this program. So so we we have launched very successful this program, and and then on top of that we also have this uh, Singapore United uh, Mid Career Program mm-hmm. where we train in the facilities managers. Because imagine when when these equipments getting digital. If our facility managers don't know how to use it, they don't embrace this digital transformation. So, so this journey is not going to be successful. And many of the building owners, I mean, their business is different. They may be, they may be running a pharmaceutical or yeah. hospital or data center or something. They're yeah. not experts in building technologies. And we are. So that's why we are partnering with this program. And it, it goes along. It, it, it's actually great to be part of the ecosystem. Yeah. It, it's not a business. That's who we are.
Yeah, actually, it's so important, right? I mean, you can't reach net zero alone. It's a collective effort. I can understand the challenges for the individual, especially with the mid-career switches and all that, and the need to speak to an expert or learn from an expert. But in your experience, when you look at these SMEs, what is the biggest challenge they have in their transformation to a sustainable journey? I, I think I think one of the biggest challenges, there, there is a misunderstanding around... Uh, you need to know everything. Mm. So uh, there's, there's a misunderstanding around you need to know everything. And that means a knowledge gap. So I think that's what we bring in uh, Johnson Controls. We bring in these programs, education, exposure, and all that. There's another misunderstanding that it costs a lot of money, and we don't have capital to do that. Okay. I, I think we, we, we find it very often because that's not our priority. We don't have money to do it. So what, what I find out, actually, I think that's, what I find out is that there are there are many financing programs available, and and what Johnson Controls does actually, uh, quite frankly, we launch in in in, in Singapore, uh, one of as one of the first countries we launch this program we call Johnson Controls Capital, where where we we able to provide that funding, and ultimately even give an outcome based uh, service. I mean, just imagine, Elliot, we guarantee you a net zero. We guarantee you net zero. So that is very different than selling an equipment. Wow, that's, 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 we, that's a bold claim, you know, to guarantee net zero. Exactly. We guarantee certain air quality, for example. Wow. We can guarantee cooling. So you, we can provide cooling as a service, uh, air quality as a service, net zero as a service. I think we're providing these services. And with our Johnson Controls Capital, what we can also do is provide funding. Mm. So, so just imagine, think of the biggest barriers to knowledge. Yeah, sure, you need to have right partners to address your knowledge gap. And then the capital, there are funding available. Mm. I think that's what we're doing to make sure, make sure our, 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 our ecosystem partners truly understand uh, solutions are available to tackle these big problems. Okay. I know I want to talk a little bit about football. Well, not exactly. It's about open blue technology. And the reason I bring that up is because this technology is being deployed at the FIFA World Cup in Qatar. So eight stadiums are deploying the digital twin solution offered by the digital platform. I sound like I know what I'm talking about, but really I'm just interested because it involves football. Tell me more. You're absolutely right, Elliot. I think, I think when, when you're enjoying a football match, but the last thing you want to see is any disturbance around it. Okay. The, the amount of work that is going on behind the scene, I think it gets less appreciated than what is going yes. on in the yes. field. True. So, so imagine the, the amount of building management systems and controls that is available, that, that has to be managed and controls behind the scene to make sure there is, there is not even a, 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 a nanosecond of disturbance to the to the entertainment and the and the, and the, the sports there. Mm. So in in Qatar in in FIFA World Cup, our solutions are installed in more than eight stadiums with the digital twin, and then you have very centralized control. So you have very proactive. This is not like you, you wait until something breaks and then you quickly go and fetch it. So you can manage and control and, 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 and in real time something going to fail. You, you, you know it earlier before it fails and then you have backup systems. This whole control centers with our open blue digital platforms 
where they'll be very, very happy to partner with that. It's interesting, though, because Qatar's World Cup stadiums, those that were built, right, they've got this push for sustainability and repurposing. I mean, we see the one of the main ones built of, made out of construction or container blocks that will be repurposed. Can this open blue technology, will it continue to be repurposed post-World Cup? No, ab- absolutely. I, I, I think it is, I mean, it, 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 it absolutely, I think it, it is a, it's a mindset change. Okay. It, it is creating an understanding. I think what we thought impossible, it is becoming possible. So we're demonstrating that. We're showing it. I think that's why it's important uh, uh, demonstrating in one of the, the, the most prime events yeah. like in the World yeah. Cup. And, and it's also we did demonstrating in like National University of Singapore, we have Open Blue Innovation Center. Right. Uh, we guarantee net, uh, net zero there as well. We, 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 we open up and we're very, very proud of how we get, get net zero uh, together with National University of Singapore. I think we're creating this, we're creating these platforms, we're creating these use cases just to bring that message. Mm-hmm. It is possible. Technology is there. We don't have to wait for 20 years. Mm. It's ready now. It's available now. And, it's, and that's why the mindset change uh, is more powerful than, than any of these single projects. Yeah, especially with the high consumption sports. can imagine this eventually will be quite useful in areas like Formula One as well. But Anu, I guess moving forward, what is next for Johnson Controls? I mean, you've achieved so much already. I think I think I think we 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 are very proud to be in Singapore. Yeah. I think if you look at these commitments that the countries are making uh, about when they're going to achieve net zero, I think quite frankly, Elliot, you, you and I know that. I mean, Singapore when they make a commitment, they need to achieve oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> that is Singapore, <laughs> yeah. That's Singapore, and and I think I think when you look at today, the new buildings like in the, on the green plan. There's a commitment, 80% of the building is going to be green, 80% energy efficiency, and 80% buildings using a super low energy. I think this is easy because there's going to be on new buildings and we put in new technologies and do that. But here's a trick. 70% of the buildings that are available today and operating today are going to be there by the time they, they commit that this net zero commitment. Mm. But those buildings are not qualified. Mm-hmm. So, so there's an amazing amount of building upgrade need to take place around the world and in Singapore. And we have actually demonstrated that in, in a Jukiat uh, complex. Uh, it was d- built in 1982. And, and we upgraded the entire complex with the state-of-the-art technologies from Johnson Controls, and we proved how do we get it. It's the same building. We didn't have demolished the building, but we installed our new, new production technologies. So I think what is next for Johnson Controls, I think we need to make net zero real, help every country to achieve that, and, and after that, make autonomous buildings. Autonomous buildings, because with the economic growth, with, uh, I mean, people are not going to give up consumption because that's, that's, we need that comfort. We need better homes. We need more smart homes and more comfort. And how do we automatically provide that services and then, uh, then people get the comfort buildings are healthier as a result people are more productive people are more smarter but at the same time the sustainability net zero achieved quite a lot to do but we're committed we have technologies we're bringing we have amazing people around the world doing it in solving this industry's toughest problems and when we were excited about it it's been quite a fascinating conversation i do appreciate it. i've been speaking with anu ratninde who is the president of asia pacific for johnson controls anu thanks again for your time take care and have a great day thank you very much to listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg 
or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.